0: la la <laughs> Welcome to Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jana Marie. Last episode was sweet and sappy, but this week we're changing the channel. It's time to get fun and sassy. Oh, look at that! I rhymed. I'm like fucking Doctor Zeus over here. Welcome to an episode I'm calling Ask Auntie Jaina, where I'll be answering questions I've been asked in the streets, in my DMs, and even in my family. I'm not gonna lie. This might be my favorite kind of episode. Why do I call it Auntie Jana? When I was in high school. There was a teacher who told me that I'd make a really cool aunt one day. Yeah, no one said shit about me being a good mom, and I don't mind at all. I'm now an auntie to three kiddos. There's Emmett, who's 15, Malia is 12, and little Carter is two. There's another one on the way. What I love best about being an auntie is that you get to be a little bit of a bad influence, and no one can really say shit. (laughs) What I love about auntie advice is that you care about their well-being but you're also removed enough that you can take other things into consideration and you're more willing to bend the rules than a mom would. So for example, my little brother is 10 years younger than me. When he was little, he had some friends sleepover and at night, they were all high on sugar, too wired to sleep. So they had the brilliant idea that they were gonna egg the next door neighbor's house. So they stood on my parents' balcony and launched eggs at the side of the home directly next to ours. Yeah. Of course, the next day, the neighbors were upset and my mom was incredibly embarrassed. She couldn't believe that my brother was being such a hooligan and she insisted that all the kids go next door and clean the house immediately as well as offer a sincere apology to the homeowners. Well, me, on the other hand, I was embarrassed for completely different reasons i said jeremy are you serious the neighbors the next time you want to egg a house go down the street a few blocks what kind of a moron eggs the house directly next door that is (laughs) anti-advice when i give advice i tend to come from the perspective of you're gonna do it anyway so you might as well do it right i try to have two rules whenever i give advice one i don't want anybody hurting anybody including themselves and two no judgments. I like it to feel like a safe space. Now, I'm excited to get to the questions, so let's cut the small talk, shall we? It's time to kick back and have a laugh as I dish some unconventional, unprofessional, and possibly terrible advice. It's time to ask Auntie Gina. Welcome to Big Lush Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> Now here's your favorite hype woman, Jana Marie. Jayna Marie. Love, 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 love. First up, I figured since I'm giving Auntie advice, we may as well open with a question from my actual niece. I asked 12-year-old Malia what she'd like help with, and this is what she said. Hey Auntie Jana, I need some help. Practically everyone in my seventh grade is obsessed with relationships. At this point, it's getting really annoying. We're all practically fetuses. I don't even know what to do. It's hard to live a day of school without relationship drama. I need some advice. Oh my gosh, she's such a mini version of her mama. (laughs) Well, what can I tell you, Malia? First of all, you need to know that your friends aren't thinking for themselves right now. Kids your age have hormones coursing through their veins, causing all kinds of brain malfunctions. Your friends are horned up, confused, experiencing all kinds of new feelings. Your bodies are changing, you're noticing boys, and basically wandering around with hard eyes 24-7. You might not be at this stage quite yet, but it might happen eventually. On top of all of this, the hormones make your friends extra emotional. Girls your age are sensitive sallies, and that's exactly why most of my friends in high school were boys. Because, oh my gosh, I couldn't handle sitting around at lunch listening to my friend cry over some pimple-faced goofball. I'm going to tell you something, though things don't get that much better when you're an adult. (laughs) Sure, boys get weird because of hormones too, but they tend to channel it into sports and doing weird things in private. I hate to tell you this, but listening to girls crying over boys is something you're going to have to get used to. I mean, I still do it with my girlfriends to this day. And my best move is doing the exact opposite of whatever my friends advise me to do. So do your best not to get too invested, listen for a bit, Offer some love and encouragement, then peace out like the gif of Homer Simpson disappearing into the bushes. Most of all, remember that next time it might be you crying into your friend's shoulder. My next question came from someone who answered a little call out that I did on my Instagram asking if anybody had any sex questions. And this is what she said how can we take care of our sexual needs when we're single? I mean where, where do I get deep? First of all I applaud you for asking the question. Not many women are willing to admit that they just want some casual fun and I don't blame you. Even the science supports you wanting to get your needs met. That's because endorphins and oxytocin are released during sex and these feel good hormones activate pleasure centers in the brain and create feelings of intimacy and relaxation and they actually help starve off anxiety and depression. Some of us don't want to wait for our prince charming to experience the benefits of sex so sister sister where do you get some d what can i tell you literally Literally anywhere
1: anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere.
0: (laughs) men have to put in so much work in order to get a woman to sleep with them you gotta have text histories dms phone calls photos sent back and forth etc but for a woman she can pretty much at any moment decide that she wants to take a ride on a disco stick and there's one waiting i mean imagine walking up to a man and saying I really want to get off right now. Would you be cool with that? Chances are most men would at least consider it, whereas most women would probably be repulsed. I remember when I went to Las Vegas for the first time after getting married, I had this new sparkly ring on and I thought that it would be kryptonite for surrounding men. But the truth was so many saw it and thought, oh, perfect. A woman I could potentially hook up with and never have to talk to again. I guess what I'm saying is there are literally men looking for a place to put their peens everywhere. everywhere. Swipe through dating apps and you will find plenty of men wanting random hookups. But I think the better question here should be, where can I get some good D? Hooking up with strangers can lead to so much disappointment, not to mention the health risks. Might I recommend a friend with benefits? You might already have someone in your life who's also single and might be looking to have his needs met. If not, you could definitely create a Tinder profile that states that you're just looking for a friends with benefits situation. And I promise your DMs will be a litty. One caution I'd like to make, however, is that if you're actually wanting a relationship don't use the same account to try and find someone to bring home to mama. Saying you want friends with benefits leads to an entirely different pool of fish. And sure, it has happened before. that people started out that way and ended up being together forever. But the chances are slim. Plus, who wants to be trying to convince a man who only wants casual sex that he should want commitment? Not me. Alternatively, might I suggest purchasing a toy for yourself? There are some pretty impressive ones out there these days, and they can definitely be fun without the health concerns slash attachment slash drama slash clinginess. The best part is you don't need to drive to a seedy part of town to a dingy old sex shop to buy one anymore. There are classy stores focused on women's pleasure. If you have questions or need advice, and of course, the internet is full of websites that will mail you packages that come completely unlabeled. So you don't have to worry about your dad having to sign for your XXX long dong silver package when the FedEx driver drops it off. Actually, that reminds me of a time when I was invited to a Christmas party where we were going to play what I think you call the white elephant game. It's where guests bring presents, usually with some sort of a theme or price range, and each person takes turns opening an unwrapped gift or taking one that was already opened. You steal your way to try to get the best gift. Well, the party that I went to, the theme was re-gifting. So you had to bring something that someone had given you that you didn't want. So I figured that every party needed a funny gift. I re-gifted a giant sealed suction cup dildo that someone gave me at my stay get. I guess it was meant to be used in the shower or something. Anyways, there was no way I was letting that monster anywhere near my precious lady bits. So I thought that it would be good for a giggle. People thought it was hilarious, but the hosts of the party were not quite as impressed. And at the end of the night, they actually told me that they weren't going to be inviting me back the following year. I said, feel however you want to feel about the gift that I brought. But look around. Do you see it anywhere? Somebody took it home. They weren't kidding. I wasn't invited back again, but I have a feeling that whoever has that sucker stuck to their shower wall right now is glad that I went that night. The next question also came from my Instagram fam. It said, is it bad to have a smoking hot dream about a guy, you know, while your hubby is right next to you in bed? Oh my gosh, this has happened to me before too. I've had dreams that were so hot that when I woke up, I was trying so hard to force myself to go back to sleep, hoping that the fun would continue. just thinking about it right now. is getting me a little excited. I remember once I was dreaming that I was having sex with another man. And then in the middle of it, I suddenly remembered that I was married. And then I spiraled into a deep, dark well of guilt and regret. I was thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what have I done? Now I was going to have to hide what had happened and keep this horrible secret for the rest of my marriage. How could I live with all this guilt? What started as a sexy dream turned into a horrible nightmare. Then I woke up, With my husband still beside me and I thought, oh my goodness, thank God that never really happened and I don't have to go the rest of our marriage with a secret that I was a cheater. Now looking back, I'm so annoyed that I was loyal even in my sleep. I couldn't even enjoy a sexy dream. I mean, shit. If I'm lying next to the same man every single night, Enduring the same very predictable series of positions every single time we have sex. Mostly faking my enjoyment for the sake of his ego. Can I at least enjoy a fantasy once in a while? Seriously. At the end of the day, it's nothing you control anyways. It's just a fact of life. I'm not here to be the morality police, but I'd say that it would only be a concern if you were so inspired by the dream that you went out and acted on it. But my guess is that if it was super hot, You're better leaving it a dream because the real life version of events would probably be a big ol' letdown in comparison. (laughs) I remember one night I had a dream that I was at a party and I ran into Drake. We started talking and he aggressively pushed me up against a wall, which could have been hot, but he started to kiss me. Whoa, slow down, Drake. But the thing was that his kiss was terrible. terrible. So awkward and aggressive in all the worst ways. It was like there was a snake just slashing around on the inside of my mouth. Ever since then, my spirit has been absolutely convinced that that really happened. And now I'm pretty confident that if I ever did meet Drake at a party and he approached me, I'd be like, Mm, nope, sorry, you already had your chance and you blew it, buddy. I say, just enjoy the fantasy. It was like a safe little mental vacation from the sex you've been having with your husband. I'd consider it a blessing from the coochie gods, to be honest. And let's be real. I'm sure he's had dreams about other women, too. I know you don't want to think about it, but it's true. You're married. You're not dead. Just because you're committed to someone doesn't mean that you don't notice or think about anybody else. You're still human. You've got a pulse, my love. So accept it for what it is. And shit, if my dreams are that awesome, I'd be taking a lot more naps. Next, we have part of a conversation I had with two ladies that I met on the Venice Beach boardwalk next to the skate park. This was a really interesting conversation with a woman who said that she'd actually never had an orgasm with her boyfriend before, and she'd also never faked an orgasm. So listen to the advice that I gave her on how she could possibly find a solution to her little bedroom dilemma. I've had plenty of
2: orgasms, but I've been having sex with my boyfriend. I've been with him for a year almost, and I've been having sex with him for like six, and he's never made me come.
1: So you just are like, boy, know, it just I'm, is still not happening. I'm
2: just kind of like, well, okay, like I don't know. I just waiting for it, and like it just okay,
1: tries. so it doesn't happen, and you don't bother faking it, and it's no, somebody that you're with all the time.
2: And he tries a lot, and it sucks because he lasts for like. A really long time, like he can go for hours, and he's really good. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the energy, or
1: maybe I mean, it's because you're not faking orgasms. Maybe if you faked know. an orgasm, he'd come right away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not talking about me, it's sad, but it's sad. Okay, so communication. Do you think there's anything? If you were more like communicative about like why? Uh, wait, wait a second. Let's restart. Have you ever masturbated? Yeah. So you know how to make yourself come.
2: But I use toys. Okay. So I don't know how to make myself come without that. Okay.
1: So what if he used the toys on you?
2: I have told him. And I've even been like, what if I use it in front of you? Yeah, to
1: show you how I work. Interested. Oh, Oh, see, then it's kind of his fault now at this point. Because if you're communicating and you're saying, hey, boy, I think this is what I need. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. Then it's like, "Okay, we're going
2: to go another. I have only brought it up one time. So maybe it's something up again. It's it's kind of sad because sometimes he'll be like, oh, like, why can't I make you come? Like, what am I doing wrong? Tell me how to do it. And I like tell him what I like. But then he'll just switch to the next thing. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to give
1: you a tip because I'm like old. Okay. (laughs) I've learned some things. Don't ask him about toys, just have them there. And just bring it out because he might it's feel uncomfortable. Surprise. Yeah, just be like, I just want to show you something and do it instead of asking. Because you know, sometimes if a guy asks you something like, this isn't sexy, you're asking me. like But if you just did I like it, you'd be like, that's hot. You do it in the oh, heat yeah. of the moment and yeah. just I'll be like, yeah, well, I like it when you
2: like yeah. this that. You know what
1: I mean? Like, if you just bring them out, then it's not a conversation. He doesn't right have I to do. feel embarrassed and you can just be like, I think, you, I thought you might think this was hot and just put a show on for him. I will
2: do that. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. don't
2: ask. Just do it. He not seen me like come even without his help either.
1: Well, so he would think that was really hot exactly okay so you know what you need a little bit more you need a little bit more big lash energy
0: <laughs> wasn't that interesting i'm so curious to see what happens with her once she just busts out the sex toys in the bedroom i think her boyfriend's mind is gonna be blown my next question is another one from my instagram fam and it's a really controversial one This woman asks, what's your opinion of sex on the first date or waiting until marriage to do the deed? Oof, okay. Where do I start? So I'm going to start with sex on the first date. I have to be completely honest with you. Have I done it before? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I hope my mom didn't hear that. I think if you're going to be having sex on the first date, you have to be comfortable with the fact that this person might have been talking to you with the sole purpose of getting exactly that. And they might not talk to you again after. Now, If that's the case, if you're going to sleep with somebody on the first date and you're comfortable with the fact that you might not hear from them again, you absolutely cannot take it personal. Do you want to know why? Because you never... Made them take the time to get to know you. So it's not personal. They actually don't know what they're passing up on. And that's the problem that I see with a lot of women. They'll have, you know, something that looked like it was going to be a one night stand and then their feelings get hurt and they're like, oh my gosh, how could he walk away from me and everything I have to offer? Well, it's really quite simple. He actually has no idea what you have to offer because you didn't make him get to know. Honestly, the other thing that I think about one night stands is I heard a quote one time and I actually believe it to be true. They said that women don't have one night stands. We hold auditions and maybe you just didn't get the part. The times when I've been with somebody one time, it actually wasn't on purpose. I was going into it with the intentions that maybe I saw a future for this person or I really like them, but unfortunately, maybe it was just not good enough or the connection wasn't great or I didn't love the chemistry. And so I never wanted to do it again. Sorry, not sorry. So that kind of leads me to answer the next question. What do I feel about waiting to have sex until marriage? So I did that the first time I got married and I Don't necessarily regret it. However, now I find sex or sexual chemistry to be really important to me after especially my second marriage, which was pretty much sexless and we didn't have the chemistry or the spark at all. And I just wouldn't want to go through that again. So honestly, I personally, because sex is really important to me and that chemistry is really important, I would personally say I would not get married without having sex just because I would want to know that that spark was there. If it's not as important to you, maybe you'd be fine. Or, you know, for religious purposes, you might be fine to skip out on having the sex or waiting till have marriage. Now, if you are going to wait until you have sex until marriage, it really does make sense to have a lot of conversation around it. Talk about the things that you like and you don't like so that when you actually do have sex for the first time, you feel more closer to each other. This question cracked me up. Why are so many guys afraid of doing anal on their boo? We love it. We okay. Some women love it. There was a study done of 2,000 women, of which 37% admitted to having tried it. It's become a lot more mainstream lately because of the media and porn. But just because more women are doing it doesn't necessarily mean they're enjoying it. Everyone has their own personal taste and reasons behind why they enjoy booty or don't. But these are some of the top reasons why a man might pass on that ass. Number one, I think this is the most obvious. It's It's poop. poop. I don't blame a man for being shy. He's going in the exit door and really not sure what's on the other side. Secondly, they're afraid of hurting you. Maybe he's had a bad experience or hurt someone in the past. It does have the potential to be quite traumatizing for both people involved. Thirdly, maybe he's just too shy to ask. Fourth, They're worried about what it means for their sexuality. There's a lot of stigma around butt stuff and some men who are raised with a very macho bravado might be afraid to experiment with anything that could bring their sexual preferences into question. And lastly, maybe he's tried it and decided that it was overrated. Either way, if you enjoy it, make sure you let your partner know because he might not just bring it up on his own for all the reasons that I mentioned. This question is one I've actually had quite a few ask. So I definitely had to address it. This woman said, Should you move on if it doesn't seem to move past the talking stage after months? I really love this question because a lot of women get this twisted. So Here's the thing, we tend to focus on one person at a time and that's really great and it's really sweet and it's really endearing. But the truth is, in the dating landscape these days, people are typically talking to lots of other people. If you are conversing with a man who has not stated that he wants you know, more with you, he's not tried asking you on a date, you have not kissed, you're literally not past the talking stage, then I think you should absolutely be talking to other people. And this isn't just because it doesn't make sense to have all your eggs in one basket. But also what happens when you're only talking to one person is you tend to be a little too eager. And this guy is going to be thinking that he's got it in the bag and he needs to think that there's competition in order for him to make it a priority to move it to the next level. So I say absolutely move on if you haven't moved past the talking stage. In fact, you should just be talking to other people anyways so that you're not hanging on his every word, texting him back too quickly and seeming too eager. Talk to other people. This guy is not stating his intentions. He's not trying to make time for you or get you out of the house, get you dressed up, not even taking you for coffee. Please, please, I beg of you. Talk to other people, okay? Because also, you can't be out here wasting time, tying up all your energy into someone who's not trying to progress things. Mm, No. If he believes that there's other men that he's in competition with, I think it'll help him to want to step his game up. But that's just me. If you don't have anybody else on your roster that you really feel like talking to, at least let him think that there's someone. So I say next time he calls, don't answer. Let it ring. Wait a couple times. Or maybe if he texts you, set an alarm on your phone for an hour later and text him back, you know, a full 60 minutes after he messaged you so that he feels like you have other things going on and maybe it'll put a little bit of a fire under his ass. Take a second to think about how a man behaves when there's something that he really wants. When a man is sure of what he wants and he'll go after it, there's no mistaking it. He would not want anybody else. He wouldn't want to run the chance of somebody else chewing on his favorite pencil. So keep that in mind because that's how you want a man to want to pursue you. My last question is not sex or relationship related, but I didn't want to leave out my nephew. So I asked Emmett if there was anything he wanted advice on, and this is the question he sent me. Hey, Auntie Jaina. I'm having some troubles in school because everybody, all they want to do is just smoke weed in their basement all day. I don't really know how to gently let them down. Can I please have some help? Thank you. I love you, Auntie Jaina. Oh, that's a good question. First of all, I appreciate your honesty and that you're very open with your mother and I about what's going on in your life. So thank you for that. And of course, when you're honest, we'll never judge you. We just want to be able to give you the best advice. So, you know, the mom version would be, this is not legal, run from the place, find some new friends. You know, the fact that someone's trying to get my precious little nephew to do drugs is making my eye twitch a little. Like I kind of want to ask for this kid's phone number, but this is anti-advice. So I'm going to switch gears here. I'm gonna say that yes, of course and your friends are too young to be doing this sort of thing. But kids don't care about the law. Like I remember when I turned 19 and my friends turned 19 and everybody said, oh, you can legally drink now. And we all knew that if anybody wanted to be drinking before they were 19, they were already doing it. So the truth is your friends are going to do what they're going to do. And if it's something that you don't want to do, then I think you should be completely open with them because you don't want to have friends that need you to be smoking weed or need you to be high in order to hang out with them however this is a two-part solution i need you to be honest with your friends so that they just know that that's something that you're not into and then you need to be fun okay because we don't want you being the lame guy in the room i've had people that i hung out with that they bragged that they didn't drink and i kind of remember thinking yeah but i kind of wish you did because you're lame. Because <laughs> like, you know there's a the person who never dances. They're just no fun. They don't tell jokes. They rarely smile. They don't do any cool stuff. They brag that they don't drink. And you're like, ah. Yeah maybe if you did, you'd loosen up a little bit. So as long as you're fun, as long as you still have a good time with your friends, I don't think anybody's going to notice or care that you're not partaking in whatever everybody else is doing. And this is a temptation that's going to be lasting long into your adulthood. So it's really important that you know now the things that you stand for, the things that you're into and that you're not, and you stand by them confidently because the temptation is not going to change as you get older. And you know what they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. So as long as you know what you're getting into when you go to your friend's house and you could say you know what guys it's cool I'm gonna pass today or that's just not something I'm into I'm trying to take better care of my body right now whatever your reason just pass and hang out with your friends anyways or maybe you can suggest that you guys do something I mean I know that you love boxing so maybe you could say hey next time we hang out you guys want to come boxing now if it's heroin or crack or meth then leave immediately but weed I mean you can just pass it to the left Well, that's it for my auntie advice this week. What do you think? Did I give good advice? Do you have a question for me? If you do, don't hesitate to hit me up on social media. I love hearing from you and I love these sorts of conversations. It's so fun to try and come up with good answers. Ooh, and guess what's coming up next week? I'm going to be sharing with you all the juicy details of mine and my sister's adventure in Las Vegas. I can't wait to tell you about the new opportunities, the networks, and of course, some of the parties and the Chanel that we got into so please keep it locked here because we are gonna be sharing Um the tea. Now, if you know somebody who might like a little bit of Big Lush energy in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, the kid who offered my nephew drugs gets a wedgie. It's true. (laughs) Thanks again for pressing play this week. I'm so happy to have you here. Now, please, go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass Big lash energy everywhere you go.
1: Thanks so much. Goodbye. Jana, I
0: know
1: you're the one with the plan What should I start with? Hey, Auntie Jaina, I need your help. In my school, almost everybody does weed.
0: Don't say that. Let's ask Auntie Jaina. Let's ask Auntie Jaina. Hey, Jaina, I need some advice. My friends are so annoying. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Why are they? You tell me. That's the point. <laughs> I don't really know how to just gently let someone down that I don't want to smoke pot in their basement all day. Can you help me out, Jaina? Thank you. I love that. Yeah, Jane, I know too- Oh, you got that real